0: sometimes controversial, always politically incorrect, and pro-life without exception, without compromise, and without apology. It's the Pro-Life America Podcast with your hosts, Sarah Waits and the President of Life Dynamics, Mark Crutcher.
1: Welcome to the Pro-Life America Podcast. We want to apologize to you guys for being gone last week, but I had a death in the family due to coronavirus. I want to thank everybody who reached out and were thinking and praying for my family during this time. And for everybody who sent in their condolences, it it really means a lot to me. You know, this coronavirus thing has just hit our nation hard.
0: It is. And it's it's a horrible situation, obviously. And I don't think any of us can say definitively how this is going to end or when it's going to end or if it's going to end. We don't know. You know, I still say that our country will never be exactly the same as it was. This is going to change a lot of things for a long, long time, if not permanently. It's not that we won't get over it or get through it or whatever. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it has permanently changed. Things. And I'm not talking about just the people like your uncle that died. Yeah. Obviously, that's a permanent change. But I'm talking about the things we do hygienically, um, things, oh, yeah. just normal things that I just don't think we'll ever go back to the way we were. Yeah,
1: it's amazing how many of the mundane things that you really miss that you oh, can't yeah. take for granted before, just right. like going to the grocery store without having to wear a mask in Texas and, right. you know, 100 degree weather.
0: <laughs> right. My wife and I, Tulane, we were talking the other night. We uh, thought about going, mm-hmm. about going out to eat. And you think about going out to eat and you got okay, are they open? Are they open now? What's the situation? Can we go there? Are they...
1: Do we have to have reservations because of the, the maximum seating right. count? Yeah.
0: And, you know, I was told her, I said, already, it seems like a lifetime ago that we could just say, hey, let's run down to the mall or let's yeah. run do something without even having to think about dying from some incurable disease. Yeah. And that's what I mean. I don't think we'll ever go back to those times again.
1: Well, and it's very isolating. It's a very isolating disease. Right. And it's just hard. I
0: watched a thing the other night on the local news. This um, man and woman, they were in their 90s. They had been married 61 or 62 years, something like that. And she was dying. And they showed a video of her, and she was obviously you know, in the last throes of her life. Mm-hmm. And he was down the hall, and they had kept them separate. And um, he raised such a ruckus about it. He said, I want to see my wife. He knew that she was going to be dead in a matter of minutes or hours at the best. And uh, he raised a big enough ruckus that the doctor said, well, he doesn't have coronavirus right now, but if he's willing to take the chance and he's been with this woman 61 years and they showed him holding hands and talking to each other and, you know, talking about their life and whatever. And she died while he was holding her hand. She passed away. And then he died six days later. I don't know what he died from. Yeah. But, you know, you hear that a lot of times about older people. One goes, the other one goes very shortly. Yeah. And I've seen that situation several times. That kind of happened
1: with my grandparents on my dad's side. Right. My uh, grandmother died first, and my grandfather didn't live too much longer after
0: that. Yeah. You know, I guess, I mean, I've been married 49 years, so it's not like I'm having to think about this in the abstract. I mean, you know, it is a legitimate thing to me, too. But I just felt so bad for that poor lady. But she was happy that he got to come in. And you know she was out of it, but she was aware enough to know that he was there and held her hand, and they talked for a little bit. And literally just within minutes, she passed away while he was holding her hand. So there's a lot of those stories all over the country that, oh, are, yeah. going, that are going on. And you know I can't imagine this deal of someone that you care about is in the process of fighting this disease and may not make it, and you know they're getting worse and worse, but you can't be with them. And this person just dies by themselves, dies with a bunch of strangers around them that are trying to take care of them. But their family is prohibited from going in and visiting with them. And you understand why. Yeah. But that doesn't make it any easier, I wouldn't think. I, I would think it would be a pretty horrible It kind of depends on the hospital. Situation. In,
1: in our family's case, they allowed family in at the very last when it was known that he was not going to make it. Yeah. Then they started to allow a few people in. But before that, even through the ups and downs... Yeah. Nobody could visit.
0: Yeah. So. Well, you know, right at the end there, it looked like he was rallying. He got better, and then... It
1: was a roller coaster. It got better. Yeah. It got worse. And you yeah. get better again, and then finally, it's just... His body was just so wrecked from the disease.
0: Right. He was totally worn out. So... He was done, but... That's sad, but he's anyway. in a better place. So. Yeah. yep. He's where we all want to be one day. You know, yeah,
1: exactly. like I said everybody
0: wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. It's kind of <laughs> a strange. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> <you know>? Nobody <laughs> wants to take the journey over there.
0: Right. Nobody wants to, you know, do what it takes to get to heaven, you know. Yeah. But exactly. Anyway, we've seen in the last few days, our last couple of weeks, actually, a renewed and very much heightened interest in the issue of human trafficking.
1: Mhm. Actually it was last week they had a uh, awareness day on social media for human trafficking. For, didn't
0: that come through the United Nations?
1: It's a United Nations sponsored deal, but right. a lot of nonprofits who their deal is sex trafficking especially of children. They were using that day to talk about the issue.
0: You know, every year and I don't know how many people keep up with it, but literally thousands of young people, children disappear. Yeah. And never heard from again. Yeah. You don't know what happens with them. And, and something
1: I saw that I thought was interesting was one of the people who runs a nonprofit that tries to stop sex trafficking was talking about how coronavirus has actually potentially caused cases to go up because kids are not in school. Right. And they've got all this free time.
0: Right. I think it's a much bigger problem than most people either know or want to admit. Yeah. But what we want to talk about is that. We have a taxpayer-funded organization, Planned Parenthood, mm-hmm. that, in my view, is on the front lines of the trafficking problem. Yeah. You know, we had a big ring broken up here in Houston. This was probably three or four years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. It was a major human trafficking ring. They were kidnapping kids, taking them to Central America and selling them, mm-hmm. uh, taking them to Eastern countries and selling them. Uh, yeah. Southeastern Asian countries and selling them and then selling some of them here in the United States.
1: Yeah, sex trafficking goes both ways. Like there are are kids who are brought into the United States and then there are kids who leave the United States. Right.
0: And when this sex trafficking ring was broken up down in Houston, there was reports out Mm -hmm. that some of the girls in this sex trafficking ring, some of these little 12, 13-year-old girls that they trafficked, had gotten pregnant and been taken to Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. No report ever made. They're wow. mandatory reporting. I'm yeah, me too.
1: Just looked at the shocked face. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> and we had done the undercover investigation looking at the issue of children being taken to Planned Parenthood for birth control or for abortions or pregnancy tests or treatments for STDs. Mm-hmm. They're mandatory reporters. Yeah. Reports are not being made.
1: Let's tell people, for those who do not know, what a mandatory reporter is. Because there's some people out there who may not know. Yeah,
0: that's somebody that is mandated by the law in their state. Mm -hmm. If they have reasonable suspicions, they don't have to have knowledge, they don't have to know about it, they just have to have a reasonable suspicion of child sexual abuse, they're required by law to report it.
1: And this is not just limited to health personnel. This is also includes people like teachers, for it, example.
0: Well, it depends on what state you're in. In yeah. some states, it's limited to health care providers. hmm In some states, like Texas, mm-hmm. every adult in Texas is a mandatory reporter. Yeah. It could be a little neighborhood girl that you don't even know,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: you have reason to believe may be sexually abused. You have to report it. hmm and it's not up to you to make the decision about whether she's being sexually abused.
1: Yeah, this doesn't mean it's your obligation to investigate. It's no. your obligation to report a report potential only. case for it.
0: Right, report you're,
1: only. This is not a case where you're jumping in people's bushes and you got magnifying right. glass out and you're the, digging trash. Um, the
0: analogy here I, that I often make is if someone is taken into an emergency room with a gunshot wound, mm-hmm. the healthcare workers are mandated to report that. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter. If the guy says, hey, I accidentally shot myself, or I don't want you to report, it's a privacy deal, I don't want you calling a report in, it doesn't matter what he says. Mm -hmm. They're mandated reporters because it may be a crime that was committed here. Mm -hmm. And it's up to the authorities to investigate that. Same thing with this.
1: Just in the case of the child predator deal, someone who is been shot may not be honest about the conditions in which they were shot just like a young girl may not be honest about the conditions in which she's pregnant
0: well let's say an adult woman is taken into the emergency room Mm -hmm. and she's got bruises on her and she's got a broken arm and she's got black eyes yeah and she says look no he didn't do this i fell down the stairs Mm -hmm. i don't want you to make a report it Mm -hmm. doesn't matter they still have to because she may not be telling the whole story here But anyway, we did an undercover investigation, which I'm sure a lot of people know and have gone onto our website. Then go to Mm childpredators.com and see what we did. But we had a 24-year-old woman who has the voice of a 10-year-old. We had her- Which is
1: not me, by the way. There are more of us out there, believe it or not. Oh,
0: no. You're not even in her ballpark.
1: (laughs) I have now graduated to 14, 15. (laughs)
0: Anyway, she posed as a 13-year-old girl Mm -hmm. pregnant by a 22-year-old adult male. Yeah. And seeking an abortion in order to conceal this from her parents and from the authorities.
1: Mm-hmm. And we should note, it was never said that the parents were going to become abusive, no. violent, kick her out, nothing. No,
0: she just we just don't want anybody to know about us. That was her standard story. That's a mandatory reporting situation in yes. all 50 states. Mm-hmm. All 50 Absolutely. states, they're mandatory reporters in that situation. We wanted to see what number of them would do that. And by the way, we called...
1: 816, right?
0: Well, we called a lot more than that, but some of them didn't answer and some of them been out of business. But we made contact, with, I think 813, if I'm not mistaken. We called every Planned Parenthood facility in America and every freestanding abortion clinic mm-hmm. in America. We recorded every conversation, which is legal to do here in Texas, mm-hmm. and we wanted to see how many of them would do the right thing. 91% agreed to help her conceal this, despite the fact that many of them said to her, look, darling, that's statutory rape. It's illegal. It's illegal.
1: It doesn't matter that he says that he loves you. Yeah, he's
0: going to leave his wife for you. None of that makes any difference. We're mandated to report that. But when you come in here, we don't check IDs. Don't give us your real name and phone number. Best if he doesn't come in. Just let him sit out in the car.
1: Lie about his age.
0: Lie about his age. Tell us you're fooling around with a 14-year-old classmate or whatever. 91%. Very many of them, even going to the extent Mm
1: -hmm. of telling
0: her how to make sure that other adults don't learn about it. Don't let a teacher know about this.
1: Or step by step instructions on how to circumvent state laws that are designed to To protect that girl, protect girls. Right
0: now, you say, well, why would they do this? Well, the answer is very simple: Who's got the money?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Are they concerned about the girl or the adult? Mm -hmm. And let's make sure people understand how big a problem this is. According to the most conservative estimates, among girls. 15 and younger in this country who get pregnant, 60 to 80% are impregnated by adults, not Mm -hmm. by other children. We have an epidemic of this situation going on. And Planned Parenthood and these abortion clinics are on the front lines. They're the ones who are most likely to talk to these girls.
1: And Planned Parenthood is the largest abortion provider in the United States.
0: So why aren't they doing the reporting? Because Mm -hmm. it would cut into their business.
1: Yeah. And statistically, if you've got a young girl who's being sexually abused, this doesn't stop until someone stops them. So the chances of them becoming pregnant repeatedly are higher.
0: We had a lot of cases of this. We did research and we have a report on the childpredator.com website.
1: Called Actual Cases. Right.
0: A guy named George Joseph England, Mm -hmm. he was one. And this is kind of a typical scenario that we saw. He lived in Washington State, and he worked for a company that sent him overseas. He was sent to, I think, Taiwan, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Um, Actually, I've got right here. It was Vietnam. Well, that's where he bought her. Yeah. But but, he
0: was originally sent to either Taiwan or Thailand, either one. mm -hmm. He got transferred to Vietnam, and he bought, I know this sounds weird, like you went out and bought a car. He bought a five-year-old girl. He started having sex with her the day he bought her. He kept her the whole time he was over there. He
1: brought her with him to the United States. They moved to California.
0: He didn't want to give her up. So somehow or another, he got her into the country.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: They moved to California, and he continued to abuse her for a number of years.
1: And started abusing some of her friends. Some of her
0: friends. Her friends would come over, and he'd started sexually abusing them. He got indicted for one of those. And being California, they didn't keep him in jail. They let him out awaiting trial.
1: Because that makes sense.
0: Yeah. yeah. And so he grabs her up and runs to Florida. And he gets to Florida, and this situation continues.
1: She got pregnant at 13. She got
0: pregnant at 13, and then over the next, I think it was eight years, she had, if I'm not mistaken, seven abortions or eight abortions in the next eight years.
1: He, he got her pregnant eight or nine times over the next six years. Okay,
0: six years. Yeah, Yeah. And took her for abortions every time.
1: And she was, continued to be abused until she was 19 years old. So this started when she was 5. Right. Until so she was 19. 14
0: years he abused this little girl. And we documented 8. I think there might have been 9 abortions. Mm-hmm. So he had 8 or 9 abortions in 6 or 7 years.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: On a little girl like this, nobody said anything.
1: And she continued to be continued raped. It continued to happen. to be raped. Over.
0: It didn't stop until she mentioned what was happening to one of her friends. And her friend's father happened to be an FBI agent. And he's the one that rang the bell on him. And he's now in the Florida State Penitentiary.
1: Right where he belongs. Right
0: where he belongs. I'll be surprised if he's still alive, if one of the other inmates hadn't killed him by now. I don't know. And then California's got a hold on him. He's never getting out of jail. Yeah. So California's got a hold on him as soon as he's done serving his time in uh, Florida. But this is a typical scenario that we see. We see it over and over and over again.
1: And in those cases, it was not uncommon to find that the girls were being threatened. If they told right. anybody... There was different ways that they used to control them. There's some cases where the mom knew what was going on, and she covered.
0: She covered for the guy. For the guy. We had one of those cases right here in Denton. Mm
1: -hmm. There were some cases where the rapist posed his family when they went to the clinics. There were a number of cases where the girls were beaten. And, of course, in a lot of the cases, the girls were provided by the abortion clinics birth control. Right. And of course, allow the situation you, to continue on. Right. Mm-hmm. They
0: aided and abetted the abuser. Now, if people think that we're exaggerating this, we have made the tapes of all those conversations available for people to listen to.
1: Yeah. And there's a bunch of them. There
0: are 813 of them on the website. Mm-hmm. They're broken down by state and then they're broken down by abortion clinic within that state or Planned Parenthood facility within that state. Mm-hmm. And I know you've put a couple of them here on our server. Let's just play a couple of these so people can get a feel And then I want to come back and talk about one of the most egregious ones that we saw. Why don't you play a couple of those?
2: Thank you for holding. Can I help you?
3: Yeah. um, I was wondering uh, if you guys do abortions there.
2: Yes, we do on Tuesdays only.
3: Okay. Um, Well, do you have to be, like, my friend told me that since, like, I'll be 14 in March that you guys have to tell my parents, but my boyfriend's 22. Could he just take care of that?
2: No, he cannot. You have to have a parent come in with you. And um, there's certain things that you're going to need to bring in. Okay. You have to bring in um, your original birth certificate,
3: Uh
2: a picture ID. It needs to be a school ID or a non-driver's license. And your parent needs to come with you. And also the parent that brings you, they need to have the same last name as you do. It has to be, it's a state law here. You have to have parent consent.
3: But I can't tell my parents because they would, they hate my boyfriend because they say he's too old for me. But they can't.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's, he's. He's over, you know, 18, and you're you're a minor. Um, but we're in love. We're going to get married. Um, the only thing I can have you do, I can... They have a, a clinic in Florida uh-huh. um, that you can go to. You don't have to have a consent. But if you do want to have it here in Alabama, you will have to have a waiver to get that done, and I can give
1: you some information on that. So she acknowledges that he's too old for her. But go to Florida.
0: Now... If she's going to send this girl to florida which she went ahead and gave her a referral to this place in florida on that particular tape
1: mm-hmm. if
0: you're going to do that then she'd always ask well i don't drive i don't have a car well can't your boyfriend take you Is the inevitable response. so what you have is you have an adult in one state talking to a girl
1: who's a victim of
0: of statutory rape mm-hmm. and she's advising her giving her the wherewithal to let her adult abuser take her out of the state Mm -hmm. without her parents knowing about it in order Mm -hmm. to conceal this. Now, this is not one of the most egregious calls, but you sit here and listen to these calls and you think what they're telling these kids, it's absolutely amazing. Go ahead and play another one.
1: Okay. Let's go with this one. This is Holly. Hi,
3: yeah. I was talking to Heidi yesterday and she told me to call you today to ask you a, a question.
2: Oh, okay. Let me stop you right here because if you tell me anything else, I have to call the police. Why? Because you're 13 and your partner's 22, right?
3: Yeah.
2: That's against the law. I have to report it by law. Oh. So I don't want to know your name or, or anything about you if you don't want me calling the police. Okay. So what you need to do is you need to call completely anonymously and, um, you know, talk to someone on our appointment line. Okay. Um, and don't tell us anything about who your partner is. No, it's just your age I'm worried about. Okay. There, there's an age where you just have to report someone is sexually active at a certain age, and I don't know whether it's 12 or 13. Oh, well, I'll be 14 on the 19th. Okay, well, you know, that's probably um good thing <laughs> Okay. <laughs> that, that you'd be 14, okay? All right. Well, um,
3: do you know, like, it's just the thing is, my boyfriend said that he would pay for
2: everything, but he just can't come with me, or? No he can come with you. he just he can't be more than four years older than you okay, so just on, on paper okay. oh all right okay, so it it would be okay if he was there with me. It'd be okay, but um again if if it's clear you know like if you tell somebody that he's twenty two and you're thirteen that's that's something we'd have to call the authorities about okay uh,
1: okay, all right, okay.
0: So they know what the law is. Yeah. And they're telling her, don't let us know anything about him. They already know about him.
1: So let me ask you, Mark. A girl tells you that she is 13 years old and she's pregnant by a 22-year-old. Is your first response, don't tell me anything yeah, about yourself? Don't, don't
0: tell me anything else. I don't want to know anything else.
1: No, i would be getting all the information play, that I needed.
0: Play another one. It's...
1: <laughs> You're already getting mad over there. I'm not sure as I should. Hold on. Ma'am. Uh-huh.
2: Does anybody at all know you're dating this man?
1: Yeah, like my parents know
3: we're going out. They just really don't like him at all.
2: Your parents know you're going out with him? Yeah.
3: And
2: he's 22?
3: Uh-huh. Like he used to work with my dad.
2: So. He used to work with your dad? Uh-huh. And they know you're dating? Uh-huh. Okay, well, I mean, as far as for your parents, we don't have to contact your parents. Okay, well, would you have to contact anyone else? Well... I'll be honest with you, by law, because you are 13 years old,
1: uh-huh. you should. Now, we've never reported anybody, okay? Okay. We've never, never reported, reported anybody. Never reported anybody, right. You know that they've dealt yeah. with this before. She says, we've never reported and she anybody. she goes on to
0: tell this girl, when you come in, don't use your real name, don't use your real address, we don't check anything. Now, we got 813 of these calls. 91% of them were like this. Some of them are much, much more egregious.
1: Here's one that um, I want you to listen to. This guy is advising this girl about getting a judicial bypass, which before we do that, I guess we should explain what a judicial bypass is. Well, that's where a
0: girl is a minor in the state where she is requires parental notification. And um, it's a legal process you can go through to circumvent your parents.
1: Yeah, basically you go to a judge and you say, I can't tell my parents for whatever reason.
0: Right, or I don't want to. Or
1: I don't want to. And the judge decides whether or not you, this minor child, is mature enough to make this decision without notifying your parents. And the, the
0: abortion clinics handpick judges that they know will just rubber stamp mm-hmm. the application, and they have lawyers that work for the abortion clinic. This is a legal thing that I've been fighting with. They give this girl an attorney. Mm-hmm. Now, who is that attorney representing? Is he representing the clinic, or is he representing the girl? Because they He's have different representing interests.
1: whoever is paying He's, him.
0: Yeah, but Ultimately. she thinks... She thinks...
1: He's there for her.
0: She's being represented by him.
1: There was one uh, tape in this investigation where they were talking about judicial bypass, and she said, well, the process is, you know, they have these organizations out there who will help you get a judge. And basically, they look for a friendly judge.
0: Right. Yeah, they venue shop. They know where to go.
1: All right, let's get to this call here. Hi, thanks for holding. I can
4: help you. And you said you were 14, is that correct?
1: Well, I'll be 14 in
4: March. Okay, and are your parents aware that this is going to take place?
3: Um, well, no, they can't find out because, like, the problem is, like, my boyfriend's 22 and we're going to get married and everything, but they can't find out because they, they hate my boyfriend. They think he's too old for me.
1: Well, why can't you get married and have the baby? Because she's 14. That's why. Well, because we have to...
4: We like, have to go out be... of state or something?
1: Well,
3: I don't know. We just... We just haven't had a chance to do that yet.
4: okay. Um, what are you going to do as far as this judicial bypass goes? That's what I'm concerned about, too, because you have to have um, judge's permission, which is fine, you can get judge's permission. You have to come to Iowa City, and I have to give you another number in which to, to do that, because you go in front of a judge, and then he grants permission for you to have an abortion without your parents finding out. Okay. My problem is is that if I were you, and this is just strictly... Off the record, if I were you, I would not say anything about your boyfriend being 22 years old. Oh, okay. I would be concerned that because he is, and because you're almost 14, that there may be some repercussions there. What
3: do you mean?
4: Like what? Like they would say, you know, it's against the law for 22-year-olds to have intercourse with 13, 14-year-olds. But
3: we're in love. I don't understand. Like we're
4: going to get married. I don't. I, no. I totally understand, but it's like the law says it's against the law. You know, I think oh. it, I mean, who cares, you know, how old anybody is. That's my own personal feeling, but the law in the state of Iowa says that anybody over 21 over 18 actually can be prosecuted for having intercourse with well, someone who is
0: under 18. So she says, who cares how old somebody is? I guarantee you, her daddy cares.
1: Yeah. He'll care a lot. Yeah, I'm sorry. You know, when you get older to a certain age, yeah, age doesn't matter. But when you're a minor, age matters.
0: Yeah. The difference in maturity and power between a a 13-year-old and a 22-year-old is enormous.
1: You can't have a healthy relationship like that when you have that huge power dynamic.
0: But... The thing about it is people need to go and listen to these tapes. And if they don't want to listen to all of them, we've got one. If you go to childpredator.com, we've coalesced a bunch of them. I don't think any of them are the ones that you chose. are Some
1: of them are in there. Here's one that's a notorious one. In our state of Texas, I'm ashamed to say, this clinic has advice on how she can circumvent parental notification. Can I help you?
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Hi. Who
1: is this? This is Westwood Clinic. Oh, okay. Well,
3: I was talking to someone different, but um, I was wondering if I could get an abortion. Like, I'm going to be 14 later on this month, and my friend said that you guys would have to tell my parents, but my boyfriend's 22. Is he old enough to take care of it, and you wouldn't have to tell anybody?
2: No, no. We would have to uh, have a parent. What? Do you live here in Fort Worth? Yeah. And you're 13? Uh-huh. And your boyfriend's 22? Yeah. Okay. How far along are you? you know? Uh, The other lady said I was like nine to ten weeks. Okay. What you're going to have to do is come up here uh, probably either tomorrow or Saturday. Yeah. There's a form that you're going to have to fill out. Okay. Okay, and basically what it is is you're going to give me your name, and you're going to have to send a certified letter to a parent. But I can't tell my parents. Well, but... If you just come up here, what we need is an address to send a certified letter to. Even if the letter comes back to us and it doesn't get to the person it's supposed to get to, once we wait 48 hours from when the letter went out, you can come in here and get a procedure. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. All you have to do is come up here and give me your name on a form, and you just write down a, the name of a parent and just put an address that this letter is going to go to.
1: And and address. And then we're going to send that letter
2: out. And if that letter comes back to us, it doesn't matter. Even if it comes back, it's returned, it doesn't get to your parents, we have to at least attempt to reach a parent. Oh. And after 48 hours, if we don't hear anything from anybody or we get the letter back, we can schedule you for an appointment even though you're underage. Okay. But you sure my parents
3: wouldn't find out that
2: way? Well, I mean, you know, like I said, we, we have to at least attempt to uh, reach a parent. and I have a hotline phone number that you can try to call if you want to, and it's a way to go through the court to bypass, uh, it's like getting a waiver for parental rights and parental consent, and they can give you some information on what you could do to also get
1: around telling your
2: parents about it.
1: So she says, all we need is an address. An
0: address, not your address. Not
1: your address. Like, this call is, on the surface of it, if you look at it, it seems innocent. But what she's telling this girl is very, very sick. It's just, all we need is a name and an address. It doesn't have to be the right one. you
0: understand? Yeah. You know, we're sending this out. If it comes back, it doesn't get to your parents. Um,
1: Talk about a wink, wink, nudge, nudge kind of conversation.
0: Like I said, we've got 800 of these.
1: Your favorite one, though, is the other one that happened.
0: Another one in Fort Worth, and this is a disgrace, and I'm ashamed. I grew up in Fort Worth. This is a situation where the worker starts talking to her about bringing in somebody that's old enough to look like her father.
1: Yeah, she seems really understanding at first, but when she starts leading the conversation, it starts to take a more sickening turn. Yeah,
0: it takes a dark turn, and she's uh, basically helping this child continue to be a victim of this guy. Let's let's play this conversation.
1: Okay. Now, there's going to be a little bit of a break because the call itself is much longer. So I have the part that we're talking about and, of course, the end of the phone call. Here we go.
0: Well, it's just
1: me and my boyfriend were talking about
3: all this, and we don't want anyone to know about us, but he said he was going to pay for everything with with cash, but would he have to fill out any forms
2: or anything? No. Okay. I mean, as far as payment goes, you know, we don't, we don't care who pays. Oh, okay. It doesn't matter to us who pays, but with your age and everything, why, why can't you tell your
1: mother? No, she said she doesn't care who pays, just as long as it gets paid for. What? Well, I, I can't tell them at all. I mean, if they found out, well, they know my boyfriend, and
3: I mean, he works with my dad, and they know we're going out, but if they knew that we were having sex, I don't know what they would do. They can't find out about that at all.
2: Oh, boy. Um, he works with your dad? Well, yeah. But how about your mother? Well. How about telling your mom? You would be surprised at how understanding they can be. I
3: don't think so.
2: I mean, they never listen to me. I mean, they don't understand anything. Do you have an aunt? No. Or?
3: I don't have any family here.
2: that—that um, That is the only thing. I mean, you know, even if he was older, I mean, we have to see their driver's license okay we can't prove that that they're not your mom or dad we don't you know they just have to swear uh on an affidavit here in our office it says that they um uh are your you know parent mm. but if it like if if he tried to do that your boyfriend he's 22 and you're 13 yeah that only would make him nine when you were born I mean, when he was when you were born, he would be nine, so you can't do that. Okay. But you see what I'm saying? I mean yeah. There's no way for us to know whether or not it's your legal parent if you don't tell us. Oh, okay. Because, you know, you, you have to have a, a person. Hang on just one second. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, you know, what I'm saying is if you bring an adult up here and they'll swear that they're your parent and they don't tell me that they're not your parent, uh-huh. I have no way of knowing. Okay. But right. you know, they can't be twenty twenty years old and you're fourteen. Yeah. You what I'm saying. Yeah, I,
3: mean, I see. Don't have
2: to be old enough to be your parent. Okay. And that's the only way you can get by it. But if they walk in this door and say, "I'm not really her parent," then, uh, then okay. I say bye bye. Well, maybe my my boyfriend knows somebody. I mean, you know, I'm not even supposed to be telling you this. So, but there's no way that I can know for a fact that that who. You bring in here is not your mom or dad you know okay I mean? if oh. you're old enough to be your parent yeah you sure no one would
3: have to know about me and my boyfriend or anything uh-uh. okay
2: no not not to do pregnancy tests or birth control pills anything but an abortion nobody has to know okay yeah you don't even have to show your id when you do the pregnancy test okay anything. well
3: if i had any other questions could i call and talk to you what was well, your name my
2: name is linda Okay. I'll be glad to talk to you. What's your first name?
3: Lisa.
2: Lisa? Yeah. Okay, Lisa. Just give me a call if I can help you, baby. Okay, thanks. Okay, you're welcome.
1: Okay. Okay, so that was the first call.
0: She's obviously coaching her. Yeah. Go get somebody that looks old enough to be your daddy. We could use your boyfriend, but he's not old enough. You need to be having sex with a forty year old, and then we could use him as your well, daddy. Well,
1: the segue that she leads into that is just brilliant. It's do you have anybody you can talk to? Maybe like an aunt. Right. But really what she was asking, is there anybody that you can bring who That looks old. That looks old that can be your so, guardian. If
0: she was being trafficked, there's somebody right there. But anyway, we had her call back the next day. Yeah. Just to see what
1: Linda would like to say.
0: Linda would, would actually say. And we had her pretend that her boyfriend's father would be willing to pose as her father and <sighs> sign in on the parental notification and listen to the call.
2: Valley this is Linda May, help you. Hi, yeah, Um. I
3: called yesterday and was asking some questions about getting an abortion. Mm-hmm. And, and my name is Lisa, do you remember talking to me? I think I do. Okay. Well, um, I the thing is, I was talking to my boyfriend, and I told him what you said about uh, getting someone to come in that was old enough to look like my dad. Yes, yes, yes. Well, um, he's got an uncle who's fifty who said he would do it. What, well, well, when he comes in, what should he say?
2: He, he just, I, what you'll do is come to the window and say that you have an appointment. My name is Lisa. You know, whatever. That you have an appointment and then I'll ask to see your ID and uh-huh. then, um, then I'll say I need to see dad's ID. Okay. And then he just hands me his ID. Alright. And I make a copy of it. I make a copy of yours. And then uh, a little while later I call him back and he just signs uh, the notary stating that he is your parent. Okay. And the only time that would be a problem, I mean, if, 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 if he tells me
3: I'm not her parent. And then, because I'm not, you know. If, if well, he said he would do it for my boyfriend. Okay. So. Well, then
2: as long as he doesn't tell me he's not your father, then we're all right. Okay.
0: Okay? All right. All right. So, I thought it was a father. It was an uncle. Yeah. He's got an uncle that's 50, and he said he'd do it. He'll come in and pose as my father. Would it be okay, yeah, just make sure he doesn't let us know that he's not your father. Now, she's going to get an ID mm-hmm. from this girl, and it's going to have a different last name mm-hmm. than the IDs, but that's not a problem. We
1: have no way of knowing. Uh,
0: right. Well, then the fact that they have different last names and she's not married, doesn't that kind of give you a little hint? Well, but anyway.
1: You know, in fact, the call goes on to say they have their own notary there. Right. And she's like, and I'll let Don know to, or whatever the notary's name is, to expect you and... Right. Not only are they circumnavigating parental notification
0: laws. And they're just ignoring, not only the parental notification, but the mandatory reporting. That's the major thing here. Yeah,
1: but they're also committing fraud. The notary public laws. Right.
0: And you can go to prison for that. That's a felony. Yeah. You're a notary, and I'm sure you've read all the legal (laughs) mumbo-jumbo on that.
1: All the long paperwork on that. Right. But anyway,
0: we've run long here. This was an important show. but. I've we said certainly it,
1: weren't going to play 816 phone calls yeah, for you guys. I
0: have said it a thousand times since we did this undercover investigation. Planned Parenthood and the National Abortion Federation, or these facilities operated by these two organizations, are running a nationwide pedophile protection racket. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Yeah. And if it's not a fact, they need to sue me. And of course, <laughs> I've been saying this now for all these years, and none of them has ever sued me because they know if we go to court... We're going to get discovery on all their activities with these minor children. Yeah. And we're going to prove our point. So they're not going to sue me. But the fact is, they're running this nationwide pedophile protection racket, and it bleeds over into the human trafficking situation. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens every time one of these rings is broken up. These kind of stories start coming out. And the aggravating thing here is, and we'd have to do a whole other show on this. It's been incredibly frustrating for us that we have had very little success in getting law enforcement or elected officials to do anything about this. Nobody wants to talk about it.
1: And you know what's really interesting? One of the cases that we have in our actual cases, one was the case of Adam Galt, and he had a girl locked in a closet. She had been missing for over a year. Yep. She was locked in his closet when police found her, and she had been taken for an abortion because he impregnated her to Planned Parenthood. Yep. So, they could have found this girl earlier.
0: If they'd have just done the mandatory reporting.
1: All they had to do is just pick up the phone and say, you know what? We have somebody here who can't legally consent to sex. And she's who is here for an abortion. Right. That's all I have to That's say. That's all you
0: have to do. And this whole thing comes crashing down. But it's just like the George Joseph England situation. And we saw tons of these. You can read them in the actual cases that we have. Mm-hmm. And then you can listen to the tapes. They're running this pedophile protection racket, they're protecting the men who rape children, and they're getting taxpayer money to do it with. The American taxpayer is paying someone to perpetuate the rape of their own children. That's what's going on. Yeah. And there's no nicer way to put it.
1: And Anyone who thinks that that these clinic workers are helping these girls or protecting them are just blinding themselves to the truth. There's one case in this report where the girl even told clinic workers, like she begged them, she's like, tell the authorities about this. I'm being sexually assaulted. Yeah. They didn't.
0: They didn't. That was a case in Pennsylvania, if I remember correctly. Actually, it's Ohio. Okay. Well, there, yeah. w- there was one in Pennsylvania
1: mm-hmm. where
0: the girl was taken by her stepfather mm-hmm. for three abortions, mm-hmm. and he always stuck right close to her during the counseling, insisted on being on the counseling, so they couldn't ask anything.
1: Yeah.
0: On the third one, he went to the restroom. When he left to go to the restroom, she told the counselor, that's my stepfather, and he's the one that's impregnating me. Mm-hmm they didn't do anything. They just ignored it. This is a national scandal. It's a tragedy. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: again, I want to encourage everybody to go to childpredator.com, read our report, listen to the tapes.
1: See the actual cases. See the
0: cases. We got all the documentation there on them.
1: Everything is meticulously sourced. If you think that we are pulling this out of whole cloth, we have an annoying amount of resources (laughs) there for you to look at we want to thank maddie for sending in a show suggestion talking about this very thing she asked us to talk about planned parenthood sex trafficking
0: right So there you go maddie and thank you for the suggestion and this is something we've talked about many times in the past and we'll talk about it many times in the future Mm -hmm. because something has got to be done about this situation
1: yes and if you have your own question or something you want discussed on the show make sure you go over to lifedynamics.com forward slash podcast and send in that recommendation. I think our
0: last three shows have been show, show been suggestions.
1: I don't know if it's the last three consecutively, but we've gotten three shows out right. of the suggestions, and we love to hear them, so yeah. just send in more.
0: Let us know what you think. Anyway, we're out of time. Matter of fact, we're way over time. But it was worth it. But this, this was, was, a was good your show. fault. You dragged this, was, this thing out, Yeah, this is Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> <We> will, <laughs> what uh, can I
1: say? We'll be with I'm you thorough. again
0: next Thursday. Uh Until then, remember, Life Dynamics is not here to put up a good fight.
1: No, we're here to win.
0: Because winning is how the killing stops. We'll see you next week.
1: See you next week, guys. Thanks.